0: Welcome to Bishop Blessing Lebebis podcast, the part all about the Word of God, which brings change and transformation in our lives. If you are at home, get your pen and paper. If you are at work, get your headphones. If you are driving, then turn the volume up and get ready to be enlightened. We have just one word for you. Enjoy. to have a brother such as him, uh, leading our prayer. Oh, wow. All right, please, if you're joining us, uh, send your greetings. I'm seeing some of you guys are already sending your greetings through. Um, tell us who you're with, um, and we're going to just have grace upon grace just to greet you. Send your greetings. I'm seeing Ivan is excited. Uh, greetings, Ivan. Uh, God bless you so much. Tim Caesar, greetings in the name of Jesus. Nico G. greetings in the name of Jesus. Marta Bokeswa, greetings in the name of Jesus. It's been a while. Karabu and also greetings in the name of Jesus. Tugoro uh, Ivan Kamuro, Mate, who's with Victor, not Victor's mom, Often Nathan, we greet in the name of Jesus. I'm seeing on soon. Tupla, who's with Karabu. And Mpo, we greet you as well in the name of Jesus. Ivan Tamuro Mate, uh, oh yes, I saw Peter. You bless you so much. Kudisora Manala and Kani, we greet you in the name of Jesus. Please send your greetings if you are with us, so that we may also uh, greet you and salutate you as as such. I believe God will bless you. Um. Can we have an amen? To everybody here, amen for that. I want you to come and join us for our two o'clock service, um, and I, I want to, I want to say a, a word we have preached and a word we have spoken in season, but nothing is going to be like two p.m. You. I have heard someone to your head, but when it comes to 2 p.m., you're going to not only hear someone, you're also going to hear the distinct prophetic voice of God uh, speaking into your life. And I, I I want to guarantee you that you will have more direction in your life after 2 p.m. It's going to be so supernatural that it is we almost like when the Bible calls it, it's almost like it's a veil that is left there. So, um, I want you to come and join us. I want you to be a part of this service. And I want you to really partake in the grace and the anointing that God will avail to us. Um, I, I don't know if we have anybody that is greeting uh, that I'm seeing here. no one has greeted us yet alright just for me to reassure myself because I just got um, onto this device now because we're just in prayer uh, I just want everybody who's here and online to say Amen Amen everybody who's online just shout an Amen and we will just greet you because I'm not sure if i greeted everybody just shout a powerful Amen Amen um, and I know God will favor you so much. Um, and God will bless you so much for that. God bless you, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, God bless you. God bless you. Um, it's not appearing on my screen, most of them are not appearing. Is it appearing there? Yeah, and that's I think that's the problem I have. having. Um, just hold on, hold my device and just check it for me. Wow. Alright, uh, we I think we sorted the problem out of it. that there is a problem, in the first issue. So thank you so much for joining us, as I said. Uh, today's words, I want to call it uh, a revelation, but not so much a revelation as a sense of guidance. Come, let me even talk about two p.m. because it seems like I'm more excited about that one. But as well, we are also going to have the last supper on two p.m. So even if you are at home at two p.m. and you don't have uh, the means to acquire red juice or red grape or whatsoever is red, you can use water as a token. We will bless it and it will serve as a token for uh, the blood of Jesus and we're going to have bread Uh, so you don't need to buy a specific cup of bread the Albany bread you have or the Bokoro or the um, Sun Bake or whichever one you have at home you can use that as your uh, as the body of Christ and you're going to separate it within your family have it within your family we know that most of you guys are going to have yourselves at two o'clock so when we do that one, I want you and yourselves to be together, um, so that we may be able to celebrate this great. Uh, I think I figured out what the issue. Sort it out. Did we? Did we win? Oh yes, we have one of this. Um, I think we have one. Have we won. Uh, not total. Uh, I think. Let me try another solution. So please uh, join us for the last supper. And with yourselves as well, uh, please do join us. Um, it's going to be that exciting to be part of all that service. Uh, it's going to be groundbreaking work, a real groundbreaking work. And uh, it's like no other word we have preached before. Um, and I'm believing that God's grace is going to be with us. As I minister, uh, we're going to experience the un, un, unlimited grace of God. I think we are on board now. I think we are on board now. Yes, now I'm seeing. I have amakhela, I have bundla, but on board, I have kakabo, I have kabela, I have mataboke swa. There you go. I think we are winning. I think we are winning. Um, I think I log in with my personal. Oh yeah. Alright, so I just want to thank the guys who came over. Um, uh, So, 2 o'clock, you don't want to miss that word. You don't listen to me. You do not want to miss that word. And I would advise you um, to play this word again and again in your private time. Play it, replay it, make sure. You get the word. Because the two o'clock word is going to blow you out of your socks. It's going to bring things to life you never consider. But the Bible says they were always there. So I'm believing God is going to bless you with that word. And the supernatural grace of that release. Uh, the release of the prophetic grace. And when we release prophetic grace upon you. And when we declare prophetic grace upon you. God is going to do the supernatural thing. When we meet again, I remind you, when we meet again, we're going to be declaring and speaking into jobs. Jobs. Um, I'm having a problem there. Thank you. Uh, We're going to be speaking into jobs. Those who don't have a job, um, those who don't have employment, we're going to be speaking into employment and we're going to be speaking into that grace and we're going to be believing God For the supernatural release of the super of his grace for jobs, and I think that's going to be so powerful. Um, Is that, and and I'm hoping that we are all looking forward. I'm looking forward to hear the president's announcements about the 15th of of this month to hear if we are going to continue with the lockdown or not. But I believe that, and I'm hoping. That by the, by, I'm hoping that will be open because there's so many things that um, we have not yet engaged. Uh, we have not yet engaged um, on, on that day. And you must remember, oh yes, and I remember I said, we're going to be declaring two things. We're going to be declaring for God to release jobs, for God to release permanent employment, uh, for God to release the grace for us to be stabilized. And it's going to be something that, uh, for those who are going to be praying for grace to release, increase, increase. When I talk about increase, I'm talking about promotions, And I'm believing God for so many promotions this year, financial breakthrough like nobody's business. And and I think uh, God is going to do it for us. Uh, God is going to do it for us. He has done it before. He's going to do it again. God bless you. God bless you. Um, uh, so as as we meet, when first Sunday when we meet, and I'm hoping it's going to be the Sunday after the 15th, uh, we're going to have that. Please do remember this uh, coming week, not from Monday, but starting that Monday, well, Monday after this one that we're in, we are getting into 21 days. Exciting, is it? So as I spoke, we're going to skip just two weeks after, then after the second week, we start our 21 days. It's going to be a graceful 21 days, and we're going to see God's power revealed, and we're going to reveal His anointing, and as we've been declared as the prayer items, release prayer, we're going to have so much anointing released upon it. Um, God has obeyed me so much to speak prophetically into your lives. And I believe as I speak a prophetic word upon your life, you will ascertain what God has in store for you. And I'm believing this not only from the goodwill of my spirit, but I'll be speaking from the lines of God. You know, when I talk about the goodwill of my spirit, it's just the sense that I wish you good, but I will not only be wishing you good, but I will be declaring from the heart of God what God wants to see happen in your life this year. Last year we spoke against unemployment in the church. God did it. This year we're going to be speaking towards increase and I believe God is going to increase you wherever you are. Uh, May you receive this grace in the name of Jesus as we declare. Let us meet um, uh, and and let us just have a grace offering towards that say, God, I am receiving and partaking of this release of the prophetic from the bishop. I'm becoming part of it. And I believe God will surely bless you. Uh, uh, can I hear a powerful amen if you're excited for that day? Amen. If you're really excited. God has really spoken to me deeply about that. Um, the, the, the better part, as I said, come Let's me two o'clock. You, you cannot miss it. You cannot miss the two o'clock service. Alright. God bless you. Let us go into the reading of the word and before we go even further let's now start in prayer. Father I thank you and I bless you for the grace that you have opened up for us today to minister your word. I am back and man ready to do what God has called me to do. We are just doing God's work in, in the body of the man. God, extend our hearts, extend our spirits, extend our activity to embrace the totality of your ways. I thank you and I bless you. For the wisdom that you have laid upon our spirits, for the wisdom that you have laid upon our hearts, the wisdom to serve you—it is only, it is the only wisdom that only you can impart. Because there's nothing greater than serving you. I pray for the God that you give us the grace today to minister precisely, accurately and this in the name of Jesus. Amen. amen. Oh, wow. We spoke during the week, uh, and we spoke about honor and sincerity. Honor and sincerity. And it's, it's such a powerful sermon. I mean, if you just look at the topic itself, you will understand it and you will see it as a powerful topic. And as we speak, if we spoke into it, we, we, we unravel that the sincerity of honor should be, that there should be a heart connection. Uh, the God says uh, in the book of Psalms, he says, Then you will honor me. I will rescue you, then you will honor me. You will honor me for rescuing you. So there has to be a true activity, a true account of God's uh, activity in your life for you to honor him. It's not that God does not work, it's not that there is, there is, there is, there is a, a level of gratefulness that has to happen in order for us to be sincere. We need to be grateful for living, we need to be grateful for existing, we need to be grateful for salad, we need to be grateful that some of us our parents are still alive. But if there's no level of gratefulness, there can be honor. And that's where my my topic really starts. Where we speak about having a Grateful spirit. So please do not underline this away from the topic of honor, but underline this within honor. Underline this under the, the idea of honor. Having a grateful, and I think another word which the Bible underlines it as, it says having a thankful spirit. I want you to put the book with me to the book of Colossians, chapter number 4, verse 2. Well, I've got some of the guys here, I think we can bring out love for all of us here. Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. Colossians chapter 4, verse 2. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. With all, praying also for us that God will open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also involved. Listen to what it says. Devote yourself in prayer. He says, number one, he says, devote yourself to prayer. Now, he says, how are you going to devote yourself in prayer? He says, number one, you need to be observant, which means watchful and thankful. You see, prayer, he explains the, the devotion. He says, when you are busy praying, do not forget to be observant, number one. Number two, being thankful. You see, it's important that in your prayer life, there has to be an attitude of thankfulness. Because immediately when a spirit of gratitude leaves, there comes a spirit of dishonor, which is ingratitude. I always say that it is not that people are not helping you, but you are not grateful enough to those who are. And you are, you know, I always, I always I always, when I was younger, and, and I think. As as hormones or whatever you want to call it was happening. I would always look at how victimized I was by life. And I would always ask myself, no, my friends spoke against me, this happened to me, that happened to me. But I then, when when I started to grow and understand things spiritually and I started to see that it is not that there are no negative things in life nor will there ever be now a state where there are no negative things in life. The life you live in is as great as the level of your gratefulness. The life as you live in it is as great as your level of gratitude. The life as you live in is as great as the level of your thankfulness. In actual reality, the depth of your thankfulness will also measure the depth of your faith. Hmm. Listen, listen to the book of First Corinthians. First Thessalonians, and I want to show you this. And I want you to see a certain connection that Paul puts between prayer and thankfulness. I, I believe, and this is my belief, I believe that an unthankful prayer, an ingratuous prayer, is a prayer that God cannot hear. Read it for me. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 to 18. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Listen, this is number one. The will of God, of God. In Christ Jesus, is that you must always rejoice. Let me explain the word always rejoice. You must always have joy. It means that according to the will of God, He does not want depression. Let me just put a connection for you here. Depression, it is the absence of joy. Depression is the absence of joy. So, when you are depressed, it is when joy has been sucked out of your spirit. So Christ says, this is the will of God in Christ, is that you must always be in joy. Continually praying, and listen to says what he says, and give thanks. Now, listen to what he does in this verse. He even goes deeper, he says, in all circumstances. Now, I always say God is not unreasonable to ask for something that is not there. In short, he's trying to say in all circumstances, there's something to be thankful about. And I believe, I believe for me, this is the three keys of avoiding depression. Have joy always, pray always, and be thankful. Be thankful. Be thankful. Be thankful. thankful. I wish we had a generation of people who thank people for the little things as well as the big things. You know, one of the greatest statements I heard in my life, they sounded they sounded harsh, it sounded crude, it sounded very unchristian if I have to use the word. It was when somebody said to me, Do you know in life you don't even deserve to breathe? There is nothing that you deserve. You don't deserve anybody to help you. There's nothing that you deserve. You don't deserve for somebody to help you. If somebody doesn't help you, it is their decision to not help you. If somebody doesn't assist you with a hand, two hand, three hand, or whatever they want to do, they can assist you with. In that same space, it is their decision not to do that. And in the same Sphere, it also then means that if they're not giving you what you think you want, you cannot be hurt, you cannot be wounded, you cannot be put bad, you cannot hurt, you cannot speak bad about them because they have a right to not help you. It is of the goodwill, not obligation, that people help you. So I, I, I realize that we live in an unthankful generation. It means everybody feels as if they deserve to be helped. Everybody feels as if they deserve for the pastor to call them every day. Everybody feels as if they deserve for, a, for, 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 for their leaders to come at their house and knock and ask them over you if you deserve to be called. And An ungrateful spirit and an ungrateful heart It's one of the reasons why people become disloyal because they they, they look at at the people that are close to them and they look at them with contempt and think that, no, you should be treating me better. You should be talking to me better. But the truth is, the only thing that you deserve from anybody else is nothing. But when somebody devotes and commits effort into your existence, You need to be totally grateful because they have no obligation to help you. Nobody is obligated. Nobody is obligated to help you. Nobody is obligated to assist you. Nobody is obligated to lift you up. Nobody is obligated to get you to school. But wherever and whenever you are assisted, in the little or the major way you need to be grateful I always said this is the truth and one of the greatest things that it leads to depression is the spirit of pride that most people because they think they deserve certain things when they don't get what their pride assumed them to get they become depressed no spiderman man is not calling me anymore that man is not talking to me anymore. You do know nobody is obligated to talk to you. Nobody is obligated to compliment you. Nobody is obligated to even be nice to you. But you should have a grateful spirit. And this is the, this is the problem with long relationships. When you have been in a long friendship, when you have been in a long marriage, when you have been in a long Uh, 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 when you have been in church for long, is that we start to think that the things that happen are the obligation of the church, but it is the free will giving of the church. It is the free will giving of the relationship. Even in a relationship, nobody is obligated. It is just the will, a free will, a free will. When one willingly freely gives that to you and that's why we must be thankful for some of us who have great spouses. We need to be thankful that God thank you for giving me a great spouse. You don't have to sit down and act like you are all high and mind, that's what it's supposed to do. You don't know what someone is supposed to do. How many people are living in very horrible relationships, and you are better off, but you are ungrateful when you have a good friend. Have not betrayed you, who has cared for you, who calls you, who is concerned about you. You need to be grateful. There is no contract or national contract of friendship on how to treat friends. But when we get good friends, when we get brothers that are good brothers, we must be grateful. We must be grateful. When we step into a church, and this is a great church, this is a great leader, we need to be grateful. And leaders are not obligated to be nice or to develop people. But it is a will, it is the will of the leaders to develop and to be kind and to be generous and to be giving. I remember one man said to me, no, why doesn't the pastor give money to social services? It is still within his rights. Or his will to not give to social services. You may feel he's obligated because of the position of the title. The truth that is that nobody is obligated by anything to do anything for you. Even if you see me with a hundred red and you are asking for it. I am not obligated to give you. Okay. That's why we need to have a thankful heart. We need to be humble. We need to perceive all things as an act of grace. There is nothing that you deserve in this life. Then That's why God, God says you need to be thankful in all circumstances. Some of you may be ill, some of you may be unwell and a spirit of ingratitude may have crept into your heart but I am here to speak to you today to say even in your situation even in your circumstances be grateful be grateful have a grateful heart have a grateful spirit be grateful book of Hebrews chapter 13 verse 15 through Jesus therefore let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise the fruit of lips that often openly profess his name and do not forget to do good To share with others, for with such sacrifices, God is pleased. The procession number one is that if you are not thankful to God, it is difficult to be thankful and to be uh, be able to give and share with others. It's, It's difficult if you are not thankful to God. You need to be thankful to your parents. It is important that even when you honor, honor the true heart of honor, it is in sincere thankfulness. When you honor somebody, you are sincerely giving thanks. Thanks for the things they've done to your life. Thanks for what they've done in your spirit. Thanks for the little things that people put in your life. That's why I say one of the reasons why we fall to depression is because we are unthankful. We are ungrateful. We feel we deserve. We feel we have a right to. And as we are listening to me now, and I'm talking via streamline. There are many people who feel ah, he's a pastor. He has no choice but to stream. But you have to be thankful that even as a church or even as other churches are stretching themselves out to reach you with the message of God. A thankful spirit is seeing the big, major efforts and i remember one statement when somebody said to me says if you get to a point where you realize that nobody cares about you you will start to understand that when people move away from their business or from their activity to focus on you to help you to support you it takes a name." Because in most fields, if not in every field, it's difficult to get to a place where people focus about your needs, about your desires. So that's why we need to also be thankful to our parents. Yes, we say it's the parents' responsibility to take care of this child, but we speak as if it is not possible to abandon that responsibility. But you are not abandoned. You are not left astray. Some of you, your parents took you up, grew you, grew you, universitized you, waited for you to get a job. You are now blessed. Then you need to be thankful. You need to have a thankful spirit, a thankful heart, a thankful mind. I want you to see. The book of Psalms sixty-nine, verse 30. It says, I will praise God's name in a song. And listen, it says, now I will give him glory with thanksgiving. They'll correct when I when I read it Robert uh, It says, and glorify with thanksgiving. It glorifies God when you are. I'm grateful, I'm grateful, I'm grateful for the church, I'm grateful where you put me, I'm grateful that destiny brought me where I am, I'm I'm grateful, I'm grateful, I'm grateful, I'm grateful, I'm grateful. I may be poor, but I can still eat. I may be poor, but I'm still dressed. I may be poor, I'm still covered. I may be poor. But God, you have made a way. Where there was no way. I I was, I was, I was, I was, I was, I think I was talking to one of the guys, and I said, one of the greatest Disadvantages with having plenty is that there is little opportunity to exercise faith, but to those who don't have much, they have great opportunity to exercise faith. So imagine that perspective. When things are not going well. you say, well, thank you for this opportunity to exercise When you have a lot, you say thank you for the abundance you have given me. And some of us have seen God come through where we never thought it would come through. It came through on our school fees. When we were at the brink of being disadvantaged, we were out of it. God came through. And our faith was revealed. We believed God. And God made it happen. When you don't have enough money for one two or the other thing it is an opportunity for you to say "Ah, oh, i need faith no i need to honor Bishop. i'm in faith so whenever you don't have enough it's your place of faith and most of us we, we tend to run away from a place of faith and try to move to a place of practicality and the moment you move from a place of faith and move to a place of practice the place of practice It says that the weak, a place of practice, the weak are tired, the the hungry are exhausted. The poor are impoverished. But when you step into a place of faith, now let the weak say I'm strong. Those who are hungry they will declare that they are poor. Those who are poor will declare I'm rich. A place of faith is moving into a place that does not exist. And whenever you move in a place that does not exist and where the promises of God lay, you start to realize that where there was an impossibility, there is now great potential. Where there was emptiness, where there was void, it was a place for God to plant. When God was busy cutting your friends off, you start to realize God was giving you an opportunity to get new friends. Where... Well, uh, I mean, we'll be praying for permanent employment. we'll be praying for um, stability, we'll pray for security. It's a great act of faith to believe God for that. But you must realize that you are also going to move from a place of heaven faith for every month to God to give you. That's why when you live on a daily bread, you're living on daily faith. But then you will have security. And you need to find another place of faith. Now I don't know where I got this and I said, I, did this really touched me? That, do you think God gives you courage or he gives you an opportunity to be courageous? Mm-hmm. So even now, when you are in a desperate situation, praise God. Because you have an opportunity that those who are not desperate will never have it. You have an opportunity to see God in a different light. You have an opportunity to perceive God in a different land. To see God as your provider. As your daily bread. You are my daily bread. But you Because you are always in sustenance, you never saw him provide you morning till evening, morning till evening, morning till evening, morning till evening. evening. You always had a month's supply, year's supply, two years' supply. So as you Step into a place of faith, as you step into a place of courage, as you step into a place where you have to learn to be thankful. You see, it's easy when you are hopeless. That's why one of the greatest words I like when somebody said it said, one of the greatest words to mix or to replace depression with, it's hopelessness. When you're in a place where there is a demand for hope. Where there's a demand for faith, you need to thank God because the Bible says the measure. No man, is, men are not supposed to measure themselves more than they're supposed to, but they're supposed to measure themselves according to the measure of their faith. So when God gives you an opportunity to have faith, He's measuring your faith and He's growing your faith. So He's making you greater. He says you are greater than your faith is. So you need to have a thankful spirit. I believe God uses wealth and poverty to test us. For me, I, I believe either being prosperous can make you blessed life and being in poverty can make you best life. So it's not about how rich you are to serve God, how poor you are. It's about how thankful you are in both instances. Are you thankful? Are you thankful? Are you willing to give glory to God? I'm going to close with this last Verse version. Psalm 118, one eight verse one. Psalm one, eight, 118, hundred and eighteen verses number one. It says give thanks to the Lord for His good, and His love endures forever." And this is important. You see, I think having led people for some time, I've come to a point where I realized some of the good things I do for people or I ask people to do or some of the good actions you try to help people do they are not feeling good for them at that time when you ask people to let go of certain relationships it does not feel good but the Bible assures us that when relationships end when death comes in our family when when you lose your job when you lose your hope, when you lose your faith, when you when whatever happens to you, God is saying to us, "Mm, you need to give praise to me. Don't get to a place of bitterness. Don't get to a place of bitterness and think, oh my goodness and my love has ended. Don't get to a place where when somebody dies, when someone close to you dies, when my sorrow comes to you then we say, oh, there's no reason to thank God. God says, I am good, even in a painful situation. And my love, my goodness and my love, they never stop. They never cease. It endures, it means it stays in the midst of your storm, in the midst of your hurdles, in the midst of your pain, my goodness and my love endures. It means that hotel. kala. They don't say it doesn't endure your problems, but it endures it in time. So, as I'm speaking to you right now, I want you to know this and to have this in your heart. So to say, the goodness of the Lord endures. This love endures forever. So that's why you need to be thankful. Because even in the painful time, He is good. and this is a tough place to get to in your spirit because it's a it's a a thanksgiving and praise to God when you've lost your mother when you've lost your father when you've lost those close to you and you still say it means you're praising God in that time he is God Even in my tears, his goodness endures. Thank you, because you are good. In my tears, you are good. In my pain, you are good. Your goodness endures forever. It endures forever. God is good. So that's why he's worthy of our praise. That's why he's worthy of our thanksgiving. Because even in the hardest times, he endures. His love, in you. his goodness yours You may have lost your parents. You may, you may have your parents' marriage may have been lost, but his goodness endures. Your, your parents might be in a certain situation. Your, your father might not be the, the, the ideal or in your own know, set of mind an ideal person. But let me tell you, he is good. He is good. His love will endure your family. His love will endure your situation. His love will endure your parents' separation. His love will endure your hardship. His love will endure your illness. His love will endure, and His goodness has never changed. He's good to you, even in your tears, even on your knees, even when your pillow is wet with tears. His Even when your parents are separated, he is good to you. I don't know my father. He is good. And his love endures forever. Even in, You see, the word endures forever, it, it does not mean, let me, tell you, let me explain it to you. Maybe you don't get it. When the word endures forever, it means that the goodness of the Lord will survive the evil of humanity. The love of God will endure the hatred of humanity. I don't care who's jealous against you. I don't care who hates you. I don't care who abandoned you. It will endure the hate of humanity. Let me tell you, it will even endure the weaknesses of our families. It will even endure the weaknesses of those around us. That's why the love of God endures. It says, I will reveal myself. I will reveal my goodness in the frailty of my situation, of your situation. When there are human elements and human uh, inputs and uh, the ear of humanity my love will endure. That's why this is us to be Now, I want us to pray. If you're with me right now, I want you to join us with a certain session. I know God is really going to bless you so much. Join with yourselves, join with everybody. Please report it as well. But I'm believing God is. Really see the goodness of those in the land of the world. Okay, and also some of us or situations may not be ideal, but our call is ideal. And I'm speaking to you right Please, I want you right now, just to raise your hands. But some of you may be hurt by your situation. That know you are, you're thinking, man, no, of God, my family is not perfect. My life is not perfect. Like I wish I had a certain type of family. I wish I had a certain type of upbringing. I wish I had a certain type of Family. I wish I had a certain type of school. I wish I had a certain type of life. Wherever you are, we'll say, God, I, I need to feel your love in my situation. I need to feel your grace. In my situation, my life, I need to see you, grace. And some of us are in a place of pain and depression and sadness. Wherever you are, I just want to raise your hands and I want to pray with you right now. I want to pray with you that may the love of God that endures. The love of God that endures. That stick through what you're going through. I want to pray you. That you may feel the love of God. And you may see and experience the love of God pushing you through the human frailty. I want to pray with you. Father, right now you know your sons in important. You know their hearts have been broken by human elements. They've been broken by human integrity for their divine element. Their hearts have been broken. For some of us there is a space of unforgiveness and bitterness that is growing in us. I pray right now, for your anointing, for your love, for your grace, for your glory to fall upon them now. Let you embrace them with your love. Let you embrace them with your grace. That we may be joyful. That we may be full of joy. That we may be full of thankfulness. And that we may be full of prayer. I pray this in the name of Jesus. May the anointing us. May, may the anointing us. May the anointing us to heal every wound, to break every chain, to release every bound spirit, to release every unforgiveness that is bound in our hearts. I pray in the name of Jesus. I pray in the name of Jesus. I pray in the name of Jesus. Let the grace and the anointing of God fall us. Every broken heart we declare it healed by the blood. Every broken spirit we declare and by the Lord. Jesus. Do it, oh Lord. Do it, oh Lord. Do it, oh Lord. Do it, O Lord. I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for joining us. Come and join us, please. On uh, 2 o'clock, do not attempt to miss it. God family, we're going to be talking so much deeper your life will be so propelled for a while. And, 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 and I wish you can, I wish I could give you the topic, but just the topic will ignite you to come. So I'm going to behave. I want you to commit to coming. I want you to commit to being there so that when the grace of the Lord falls, you may be partaker of this great grace. You will be another level of grace. May God bless you to meet again. But I pray for each and one is in different ways. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Be with them in their families. Be with them. For listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others. Post about it on social media and leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from the church, you can follow Bishop Blessing Lebebe on Instagram at blessing.pattuchetzo and Facebook on Patuchetzo Blessing Lebebe. You can also follow us on Instagram at dwellers.insta, on Twitter at dwellerstc, and on YouTube and Facebook as DwellersTheCold. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.